The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio Digital Media. Brought to you by Brown and Wood, Buick GMC, Cadillac and Mazda. Hey, Pirate Nation, this is Tom Brown from Brown & Wood Buick GMC Truck. We've been serving the Pirate Nation in eastern North Carolina for 83 years. We have four brands, three generations, two showrooms, and one goal, to make sure you leave a happy customer. We're located on Greenville Boulevard next to the convention center, or shop us online at brownandwoodauto.com. The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. This is Eastern North Carolina's longest-running sports radio call-in show. The Brian Bailey Show is on the air. The Brian Bailey Show on Pirate Radio is brought to you by Angus Grill, Bostick Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grady, Greenville Auto World, Papa John's, Pepsi, Seared Chop House, Taft Taft and Hagler, Tiebreakers, BMS Builders, and The Rick House. And now, here's Brian Bailey. All right. Hello again, everybody. Welcome into a brand new season here on the Brian Bailey Show. Great to be with you. We're talking high school football today. We've got a full house inside today ready to talk some football. These guys have been practicing this morning, and now they're back and getting set for the 2021 football season. It all starts a week from this Friday. So to my left is Will Bland, the head coach at J.H. Rose. Andy, two to his left. He's the head coach at South Central. Nate Connor to my right. He's the head coach at D.H. Conley. Later on today, we're going to talk with Tori Now with from New Bern, Bo Williams from Jacksonville, Alan Wooten from Havelock. This league is loaded, and it was going to be the Big East, and now you got a brand new league name. So i got to ask you guys First off, let's start with Coach Connor. What do you think of the new name for well, the league? First off, who came up with it? <laughs> that was coming from somebody. Well, here's, what, here's how it happened. The ADs were sitting there, and they, they couldn't do the Big East because there's a Big East 2A, 3A. And because you guys have 3As, they had to change it. So I, I walked back in, and they said, we're going to go back to Eastern Carolina. I was like, yeah, this, this league is bigger than the Eastern Carolina 3A, 4A. That's just how it is. It's bigger than that. So we got to think of something that's big. So we tossed around Big Eastern Carolina or Big Carolina, you know, a couple of bigs, and we came up with the Big Carolina 3A, 4A. What do you think? I like it. Oh, you good. Know, it's, it's, uh, I was a little worried. If we don't got any other choice right now, that's what we're sticking with. We better like it. Yeah. Big Carolina 3A, 4 What do you think? I, I think Coach it's all right. Man. I love it. It's, um, it's not the news, so there's a new league. Um, probably one of the best leagues in the state, so... We'll go ahead and put that name out there. All right, Coach, till we get the positive from you? Doesn't matter what we call it. It's good football. It is. It's going to be great football. And that's my point was was that this league is, is because you basically traded, and this is no slide against Eastern Wayne or Southern Wayne or ACOC because, you know, their programs seem to go up and down. They've had great years before. But when you put those three programs out and you bring in the likes of Havelock and Jacksonville, I mean, it's just, it's just a big difference for you guys, isn't it? It really is. And, you know, when it comes down to whoever wins this league, they're not going to care what the name of it is. They're going to be excited and they're going to have a really good football team and be prepared to have a, a great run in the playoffs so it's you're going to have to bring it every single w- week in this league now we were talking before we went on the air and i didn't realize some of the i know that heat's a big concern but i didn't realize that the trainers keep up with the temperatures and, and they actually get you guys off the field i knew you guys had to leave the field for for lightning and you know for storms and that kind of thing but but the heat you know, as a coach, though, Will Bland, you need the heat to get the guys in shape, don't you? Yeah, and 
that's probably one of the big reasons why we go a little bit later so we can try to get acclimated to the heat because, you know, the first couple of games are the first half is going to be pretty hot. So yeah. I'm trying to get the kids acclimated. But, you know, that, that issue with the heat and stuff, and that's why Pitt County got these trains out there. So, you know, we go, just do what they tell us to do, try to do the most we can with what we have at that particular time out there. Rose is going later in the afternoons, but Coach Connor, Coach Two, you guys are going to go in the mornings right now, at least right. for camp until <laughs> until school starts. How much – you guys go real early, don't you, Coach Two? No, we start about 8, 10. Okay. We get them in there. and um, We need to move it up. Coach uh, Connor's talked about them moving theirs up so they can get in and get out of the heat. It's a it's a formula between the humidity and the heat, and okay. it's just uh, they, they call it a wet bulb deal. And they've got a little uh, device that they're watching it nonstop, and I'm trying to hide it from them. And that kind of <laughs> I mean, just ultimately, they've got the safety of the kids in mind. That's yeah, that's the best. Part. You just have to make yeah. adjustments, and all of us end up going inside, taking our shoulder pads off, and that kind of thing. And so that's just Eastern North Carolina. That's just what we got to deal with. I remember back in the day, we had two-a-days, and, uh, man, it was so hot. We had a be- bedroom in the back of the house that had, had an air- its own air conditioners. So I would go back there after the first practice and get a shower and then sleep until the second practice. And So it was uh, – those were the days, two-a-days. Yeah, yeah we, leather helmets, too. Yeah, you, you could put your helmet in your back pocket. <laughs> uh, I knew that was coming. But, uh, you know, we, we worked so hard over the summer to acclimate to the heat and get, get in shape. I don't know how many teams technically with the short amount of time that we have do two-a-days now. Um, I think it is when you maybe need that extra work, but we work nonstop all the summer, so our boys are usually pretty prepared at this point. What do you see when you guys, you know, when, you're, when you're working in, in practice, that you think we need more conditioning? What are some of the signs that you see? I think just when you – you know, it's a tough thing. It's, it's tough to gauge – game speed at practice because you're out there for a longer period of time and you're dealing we don't we play at seven o'clock in the evening and when we're out there at 10 o'clock in the morning the humidity seems to be a little hotter um you know just are they are they mentally getting tired Mm -hmm. are they mentally losing what their focus needs to be and not executing their assignments that tells me hey we've got to continue to get in a better conditioning base so we can when 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 our legs our legs are going to go all that stuff's going to go when we lose the mental aspect of it is when you're really in trouble so we always are trying to make sure we're in the best shape to be able to do that what do you see coach bland when you're looking at well, it well that same thing like yesterday was a hard part of the day and then you just can see the kids just start losing their focus not remembering the plays not looking over to the signals and stuff because they're tired they're mentally weak so like that's not a part of do we need to run them again we just got to make sure hey guys when we tire we got to be able to think you got to be able to think when you're tired because um a play is on eight seconds you got eight seconds you get about 10 seconds off after that get the other play and let's roll with it. so uh, we really don't run like Nate said we did that during the summer out there um running them so basically it's just fine-tuning them right now about you coach too what do you look for uh, it's the same thing that they're saying in practice. You want to get a game speed. There's no way to gauge how fast you know a game's going to be and try to get that. So we just it's a little bit of a marathon in practice, like they're saying, and and we're in a camp kind of mode. Like once the season gets going, we might knock back some individual time and stuff like that. And like we try to put as much pressure on them as much mentally in the practice as as much as we can physically. But like Coach uh, said. We spend so much time all summer, you know, getting them in shape. It's not like, oh, August the 1 and you got, you know, two weeks to get them in shape. It's more of a, a long time of period and you're just going to get them in shape for the for the heat and then for the game. Like, and then, you know, you just want to mimic game situations as much as you can. I guess you could do it earlier in practice, like when they're mentally and physically fresher. But um, things just take time in practice and, and, and you try to keep the tempo up and, and the uh, energy and that kind of thing. But it's hard to gauge game-like scenario mm-hmm. and game speed and game 
conditioning uh, in a practice. And that's another thing that I would say is very difficult because you want guys to be as in shape as possible and you want to push them as hard as you can, but you can't push them forever. I mean, at some right. point, you know, and, and it's, a, it's a fine line because you, really, you don't want anything tragic to happen, and luckily it usually doesn't, but still it's got to be in the back of your mind. Well, I think the big part is, you know, it's one thing when you're at a, a level in the collegiate level or the NFL when those guys are specializing in one specific thing. So many of our guys in high school when we go to off, we do offense, we do defense, we do special teams. It's a lot of those same guys, right? And the guys doing the most running at practice are the guys that are involved in all those things. So it's not that they're not; they're in great shape. It's it's a big mental aspect of it. Is how do I have another rep in me? Do I have a little more that I can continue to push so I can do that? Because some guys don't get a break at all. When you look at this football season, it's a season unlike any other because you guys are just coming off a of football season. I mean, we, we had the, the spring campaign, and, and we talked during the spring about how odd it was. But now when you look back at it, how odd was it? Um, <laughs> well, you know, Beyond words almost, yeah, it was, isn't it? Well, my first year, I mean, like, just the buildup from when I took the job. You know, so I was supposed to start it in the um, fall, and then I had to wait. Yeah. Okay, so that builder, um, and then when we finally got here, it's like, all right, finally, finally got it off my chest. Now I can just focus on coaching this team, and then just take it a month off, and then getting back ready to. I know my wife hated for a little bit, but um, <laughs> but it should be back to normal. But I'm excited. I mean, I think all the coaches we talked to each other, we're excited. Um, we're ready to get this stuff started. Yeah. Was it was the, it really different? The the COVID protocols added yeah. another element yeah. and another yeah. layer uh, as far as like you, you know certain things you would try to keep. We never practiced our JV and varsity together. Yeah. We couldn't do that because if something happened, then both teams go down. At least we kept them separate. We oh. had separate dressing rooms and that mm-hmm. kind of thing, your space. And so it was constantly in the back of your mind is here's how we normally do it. Here's how we're going to do it in COVID. And then, but as far as football and Friday nights and heck, I don't think out of the seven weeks we might not have played, but two or three Friday nights. But that's becoming yeah. the norm with with weather. Yeah. Yeah. But with, with with the games and the practices, other than the protocols of checking the kids in and all that, there was a sense of normalcy, and it felt good. I yeah. I, I would would uh, trade. You know, I'll be up there in 65 degrees in a sweatshirt over 92 degrees anytime. Oh yeah, I miss that. Absolutely. But uh, that, that was really the odd part for me going out to the first practices because you know usually you know you're sweating like crazy. Right. And you after those first practices, and it was cold. Yeah, well, it was an adjustment in that aspect. I think, like you said, that was the build-up. It was the the work we were doing in the fall to make sure we're staying in shape and keeping our boys that weren't in other sports active uh, all the way through past Christmas. Instead of being in clinic time and developing our off-season plan with that, we were kind of still building this team. And uh, then once you got in season, minus if we had a COVID shutdown, which we dealt with, and maybe playing on a Wednesday, a Monday and a Thursday and a Tuesday, this, things like that, it was pretty normal. And that, that's when it felt good to be back in that normalcy. It was the protocols that made it a challenge. We had a meeting to decide if we were going to keep touchdown Friday because it didn't seem like <laughs> yeah, you never touchdown Friday anymore. But but and that's that's what gets me fired up whenever you know we have a, like a forty percent chance of rain and people start canceling games and mm-hmm. it's just you know I, I understand the gate and that kind of thing but but you know let's try to keep it on Friday. <laughs> well, I think field conditions are a big part of that too. Like. Uh, you want to pl- try to play the game in the best situation possible, especially big conference games. And so you have to keep all those things in a factor. And some fields do well with wet weather. If we've gotten a couple days straight of it, though, it's it can be awful and detrimental. It's a little low at the Hollywood Crossroads, isn't it? You think water does not drink the best out there. That's almost a swamp over there it, at times. It's a sponge right now after all the rain. You know, this humidity pulling it out of the ground has been nice, but it is uh, it gets wet. 
I, I, that's what I always tell Coach Mills over there. He's got a great-looking baseball field to be as low as it is over there. Yeah, he's got some great drainage. He does a phenomenal does job. does a great job with that field over there. But it's, you know, and you, I know your practice field really takes a beating at times, doesn't it? It does. It does. And you try to stay off the main field you know, as much as possible because you want to keep it for yeah, Friday night. And you're playing soccer on it. You're playing different things. So there's, there's a lot of those decisions that go into it. Like build you one of those indoor facilities like Coach Houston wants. Yeah, he, when they I build one of East Carolina, one yeah, well, he'd love to have Well, that's one. the benefit of a field turf facility is the one thing you don't have to worry about is it can take 12 inches of rain an hour before kickoff, and you yeah. could be ready to play as far as that goes. Um, so that's the nice benefit of something like that. It's kind of getting ready to put something in like uh, that. I wish. <laughs> I do like grass, though. I do like my grass. I like the grass. Oh, yeah, I like the grass, too. But uh, JP2 has the uh, turf over there. So. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I wouldn't high. mind retiring a paint machine. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I it, that yeah, that, you always got the field painted. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's, once it's done, it's done. All right. This is the uh, premiere of the Brian Bailey Show for the 2021 campaign. Will Bland from Andy Two from South Central, Nate Connor from DH Conley, all joining us. We'll take our first commercial break. We'll come back with more from the Big Carolina 3A4A after this. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show. Now, back to Brian. All right, welcome back on this Monday, the season debut of The Brian Bailey Show, talking high school football. Next week, we'll talk college football, East Carolina. Had the pads on for the first time, and the coaches were kind of talking about that a few minutes ago, but the first time that you get a chance to put the pads on, it's always an interesting deal. And uh, they were out there, and they ran a a drill right off the bat. They got stretched out and did everything, all their exercises, and they went right to an 11-on-11 goal line type drill. And and really, it was one of those deals. I didn't think they were going to throw any passes. Now, Garcia did throw a pass in the second or third set, but the ones were against the ones, twos were against the twos, and uh, they were hitting left and right. Uh, it 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 was good stuff. Anytime you get a chance to see guys hitting for the first time, they get a little juiced up, don't they? Oh, they do. Um, like like we said, our kids have been trying to hit for the last couple of days, but due to the weather, we have been unable to for a little while. So I know they were real excited yesterday and then we got called out due to the heat. So I know they've been jacked today to try to get out there and hit somebody. Coach Drew, once you guys get started, it's almost like you know it, it, it's it's here. I mean, you guys get started and you have to have so many days with, with just shorts and helmets on and so many days and then you get the pads on and then, then you start scrimmaging, and then it, it goes for real after that. Right. You get into a rhythm, and I think that's what this scrimmage, you know, this week, some of us are going on Wednesday, some of us are going on a Friday, and then you get into like a, a game week mode. It's, I always look at it like it's like a roller coaster. You know, all summer you're clicking up the hill, clicking yeah. up the hill, clicking up the hill, and then when you get at the top, it's like it's boom, and, you, you know, your hair's on fire, and you just, you're holding on. It's a, it's a great ride, uh, but it, it is, that's that's the one thing about August the 1st, the 2nd of August, what it was this year, is the time frame. All summer, the, the clock not ticking. Right. Once August the second hits, that clock starts ticking, and like you said, you got acclimatization days. You got to be able to hit. You're going to scrimmage, and then you're going to be in game week mode. And uh, you know, and, and and sometimes I tell the seniors this time of the year, it's like, look, you're going to you're going to blink, and it's going to be Halloween. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, this is going to be no the doubt. last week of or regular season week of your senior year. Yeah. And where do you want to be with that thing? Because this it just goes so fast. Um, you know, I guess it's the excitement of it, and it's, and it's a Monday practice, and it's a Tuesday practice, yeah. and when, it's not a it's not a, a, a deal where you just look and say, "I got a ten game season." You know, you know, like, boom, 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 and I guess by doing that, 
uh, it, it, it just goes by so fast. And, and like you said, you just got to have everything ready to go when that when that roller coaster starts heading down that first hill. And that had to be one of the hard parts last year because I think as coaches, you like your Monday practice. You know what you're going to do there. You like your Tuesday. You know, as a player in high school, I loved the Thursday practices because the coaches <laughs> would bring some footballs out and let the linemen catch passes. So I thought that was the most fun. But but Thursday's your light day, and then Friday you're playing. And then but but you know when you reverse all that and you're playing games on every day of the week, it's, it's a whole lot different. Well, that, it throws a wrench in everything. You like to set out a plane, and we always have to adapt. But, you know, we played we played uh, J.H. Rose on a Friday. We turned around in the, in the spring, played New Bern on a Tuesday. We played the week we played South Central. We played Eastern Wayne on a Monday. So it definitely float, throws your routine off. The boys love the chance to play in games, and they love those opportunities. We just want to have the opportunity to put them in the best chance to be successful. So you have to find that balance. Yeah, and, and really when you're try, trying to find balance, Coach Bland, it's just it's just one of those things that you have to go with the flow as far as the weather goes. You have to look at the you – know, you have to watch the weather forecast to see what you're going going to try to do and, and is it hard whenever you get to Tuesday and all of a sudden there's this big threat of bad weather on Friday and, and teams start moving games to Thursday then you got to condense everything don't you well you, you do and uh, I think that was with our first game last um, year against Newburn we knew we threw the ball around a lot and we knew there was a big old storm coming in and um, we were like all right we, we need to move these games to Thursday we have a little bit of advantage because you know Newburn runs the ball and it didn't fit and it sit well with Tory, but he understand <laughs> we didn't want to tear our field up so um, but um, looking at that, you like, all right, well, we got to move this. But as coordinators, it's put a lot of pressure on your coordinators because now they got to change. Their, all right, well, we got to do this now. We can't do um, the individual drill. We got to do team now because we got to get ready for this game that got moved up quick. So um, you got to have some um, guys out there that are able to adjust with it as well. And I think I've been blessed with having two great guys that have been able to, whenever we change stuff, been able to change it and adjust to it and then get us in the best possible position to win. And Tori didn't mind that rain whenever he, he hosted D.H. Collins, <laughs> did he? I think he was, he was dead set. <laughs> but we knew this. We knew going into this, in the, in the spring, we were going to have to play in wet weather, and we, we have to do that. Yeah. So I think that's when your summer work, your work this time of year is so important so you can adjust and you understand what your scheme is because we're going to have to do it on the fly. All right, who we got there, Clip Brock? What do you got? You got the top on toy now? Coach Now. All right, Coach Now is going to join us now. We were just talking about you, Coach Now. Welcome to our show. Uh, I've got some of your uh, combatants with me. Will Bland from J.H. Rose, Andy Two from South Central, and Nate Connor from D.H. Conley all here in the studio with us. We were just talking about that Conley-Newburn game that uh, was played in the rain. Before that, we were talking about the Rose game. They played a night early, so they wouldn't have any rain. And then the game you guys hosted Conley that you did play in the rain. But welcome to our show. Have we got you? You got us? We don't have a bad connection. Like, with us, Tori, can you hear us? I can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds, sounds like you're in deep, Newburn. <laughs> All right, we're gonna we'll, we'll come back to him. We can get a hold of him. He may be he may be deep in the practice field, but uh, but Newburn. By the way, when you look at the preseason poll for the league that came out yesterday, and this was voted on by the coaches, not the media, right? Cliff Brock it was voted on by the coaches. Newburn and J.H. Yeah, Rose. Let all your assistants know, Nate. That this is a <laughs> coaches poll. 
<laughs> not a media poll. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I'm never going to let you forget that. That's all right. That's all right. Yeah. We can take that. Yeah. Newburn and Rose picked to win it with 29 points. Havelock picked right behind at 28. Jacksonville fourth. Conley fifth. South Central sixth. And Northside Jacksonville at number seven. But, man, when you look up and down that, that you know, really, you could almost take the league and throw all the teams in a hat and draw them out. And you may end up with a better set of rankings at the end of the season than what you've got right here. Because these are just really good teams. And, and there are no nights off, are there? Not at all. Not at all. It's it's uh, every week. I think that's the exciting part. I don't know. We don't know as much about Northside, um, but they had some great years in the past, and I know they have a lot of great athletes. And coach does a great job down there. I think any any night, um, and we did. You know, there was a while back that South Central and us were in the same conference as Jacksonville, so we have a little more familiarity with them uh, when Coach Williams was there, but. Each week it's going to be exciting when you look at those scores and see how people did and you watch that film because uh, anything can happen. Yeah. Well, what do you think about this league as a whole? I, I think it's um, a great league. I mean, like like Nate said, anytime, anybody can win. I mean, if it's your night, you might have a chance to win. Uh, and then, then the other thing is you, we got to be able to – each team has to stay healthy. I mean, if you can keep your team healthy, then you have a, a legitimate chance to win this conference. So it's all about the health of the team and how you're able to come out there and perform every Friday night. All right, let's try to go back out and see if we can get Coach Nall on with us because he sounded like he was way deep in uh, Craven County. Coach, you with us? Hi. Yeah, I think we still still got you kind of deep. What do you think about being picked to, to win the league championship along with J.H. Rose? All right. We may give up on Coach now. Coach, thanks so much for trying to join us anyway. Let's, uh, we'll try to hook up with uh, Bo Williams from Jacksonville and Alan Wooten from Havelock if we can, but uh, having trouble picking up with some of those guys. That's the difference in Pitt County and the other counties. These Pitt County coaches, they get in here when I need them. <laughs> those other coaches got to learn the, the system and, and figure out how, how things work. All right, while we're trying to revamp, let's take a commercial break, and we'll come back with more on the Brian Bailey Show talking high school football, the big Carolina 3A, 4A after this. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show. Now, back to Brian. All right, welcome back to our show. We're having some technical difficulties with the phone lines. It wasn't necessarily Toy's phone. It seems to be something going on here at Fire Radio, so we're going to keep on working on that. Uh, Before we go to another conversation on the phone, if we try to do another one, what about you guys after a Friday night game? What are your weekends like? Can you go to an East Carolina game? Can you watch the Pirates play? Can you watch college football on Saturday? Can you watch the pros on Sunday? Or is it just a weekend of watching tape? Nate, you start off. The weekends are very busy, you know, whether you're you're breaking down your film from the previous night and studying that and and evaluating, uh, then you get your new opponent's film. I do love the sport of college football, and I really do that. So my Saturdays, usually, if we have the opportunity to go to a, a local ECU game, that's always a lot of fun, or watch a big game. But Sundays are usually pretty busy with, with game planning coming for the next week, uh, meeting with our coaches, whether it's digitally or in person, make sure we have a good plan for our boys on uh, on a Monday morning ready to go for them. So there's a lot of work that goes into it after that game ends on Friday to put that one behind you and move to the next one. What about you guys, Will? Well, we normally, um, after Friday night, we bring the kids in for about an hour on Saturday morning. So we, we get in there try to run some of that asset, um, lactic access out. And then also 
we'll bring our trainers up there so they can be in there to make sure that the kids that got hurt, that they got hurt, then they need to see the trainer. And, they, and they're there for an hour. Then we go into our game plan mode where we got the coaches there. And like I said, if ECU playing, then we try to get out there to see ECU. But if not, then it's busy to make sure the kids got all their stuff. We watch all our kids' clothes and make sure all their clothes are ready to go for Monday and stuff. And on Sunday is our normal our defense meet, and we'll feed the defensive coaches because you know that's the most important part of the team. The defense they got <laughs> some people. We we'll feed them guys, and then they will break their stuff down. And the office will go early on Monday morning because most of our offensive guys are at the school. So basically, it, it's pretty busy, but I enjoy it and I love doing it. So and you got to have some coaches that love doing it also. So I, I'd say. Good. What about you guys, Coach? Too? Yeah, it's, it's pretty similar to what these guys were talking about. I, I think it's a good example or a good idea to have balance. So if, if you're just going to inundate your Yourself with football and your job uh, when there's other things like he was saying with great college football get out there to East Carolina um, it, and part of it is putting the previous week to bed like coach uh, was saying and then the other one is getting into your opponent so uh, sometimes you know you can't sleep anyway so you might as well just do some work Friday after the game and then you say I need some rest I'm, but you're up early Saturday morning and then uh, you know the grass in your yard needs to be cut every now and then too. So uh, your so, field is probably immaculate. You look at the yard, right, and it's not. I've, so, yeah. I have gotten the winter's our grass going to get cut. You know, that kind of thing. But it's all a matter of balance. But at the same time, you want to provide the kids the best chance to make sure that you're prepared as a coach, that so they're prepared. And then uh, it's, it's 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 a Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday we will watch it with the kids uh, before we go out for practice and getting our coaching staff on the same page and getting our game plan together. But uh, you, you, you'd want to be as prepared as you can, but, you know, you need to live outside of your job, too. You've got to recharge, spend some right. time with your family, right. and, and yeah. make sure, you know, we preach family with that. we got to make sure we have time with our families, too. So right. that's what we like to, to, wherever we can fit that time in, make sure we have that opportunity. And for our coaches as well, that's very important. You don't give them a card that says, you know, I'll see you after football season or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> Usually when football's over, they're like, why are you here? <laughs> I, did that in the, I did that in the first marriage, and that's why I mean, ended up in a second marriage, I guess. But All right, so we're getting ready to start the uh, the scrimmage-type phase of camp for you guys. And for Conley, it always starts with Tarboro. I know you like to have Tarboro come over. Jeff Crowdock, class act, great guy. We have him on the show at least once or twice a year, uh, state champs. And, and they come over. And, and it's funny, but a couple of years ago, it was a morning, and I used to try to go out there because it's really cool to see Tarboro, see Conley, and, and interview coaches again. And just just have a great story for that night on the news. But we came over and Tarboro had like four. I don't know if you remember this. They had four or five like bad snaps, like left and right. Like you don't see that out of Tarboro at all. So I, I said something to somebody. I said, "Man, they're not as good as they usually are." And then they went thirteen and 14 and zero, won the state championship. But but that remember that? that oh, remember? I remember yeah. that. And Coach Coach Craddock was up. not happy about that. But, <laughs> you know, that's things we have to keep in perspective. Is this week is still a week of practice for us? We go against a different look, a different opponent, but we are still teaching fundamentals and doing that. Why we love going against Tarboro is no matter what the scheme is, this game always comes down to who blocks the best, tackles the best, and plays the fundamentals. And they're very disciplined in what they do. They do those things really well, so it really allows us to gauge where we're at with those things. And they do a great job, a great class act. Do you see anybody else on your schedule that runs the football the way Tarboro does with that offense that they run? Their, their scheme is a little different, um, but they're still going to come downhill at you. We see we see a lot of running. It, yeah. it might be a little different of the way they go about where they leave the back. Because they fake so well. They do. Yeah. A, you have to be very disciplined. But when we play Coach, Coach 2 at New Bern, um, Coach 2 at South Central, they do a great job with their running scheme. Uh, Coach now at uh, 
at Newburn is very disciplined in their running scheme, very run heavy right now. And it also depends on what players you have that year. That's what these coaches do a great job of. Coach Coach uh, Bland and and Rose they have such a great balance of throwing the ball and running the ball. So uh, and Jacksonville will be a great option attack. So it's 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 football. You're going to fill the gaps. You've got to put enough hats in there and be able to do it and make the tackles, and, and they're going to come bring that to you. That's why we like going against you. So you've got that Wednesday. What have you got Friday? And then we go to Wilson Fike okay. uh, in, in Wilson. We see a couple. We go to a jamboree there, and we see a couple different looks. Um, and Coach Nelson at Fike always does a great job. They put on a great jamboree, and we see a couple different looks to where we can see some different scheme, line up to some different things, and let our players play. When you go into a jamboree-type situation, is it is it harder because you're seeing – you know, you, you, you're running 10 plays against one team, and then you're taking a break, and then running 10 plays against another team. Is, is that difficult? Well, that's where you have to be sound in your base fundamentals. You have to have your base defense in line. You have to have your base rules with your offense. It's probably the most difficult on your offensive line um, and the different blocking schemes you have. And then lining up your defense because teams are going to try to outgap you and do different things. You have to be sound in your alignments and your assignments. All right, J.H. Rose heading to West Craven for their first scrimmage. That's coming up on Wednesday, right? Right. West Craven and Kinston will be there also. Okay. And then you guys uh, go to Tarbor. Tarbor always has a little jamboree. They don't, they don't publicize it so much as a jamboree because the guys down south in Onslow County have a huge jamboree that they're getting ready to have at the end of the week. But Tarbor has this little jamboree, and there's some good teams there too. Oh, yeah. Um, I know Havelock would be down there, you know, Green Central. So they bring a lot of teams down there from around the area that can come. And, you know, you, you want to test and see how good you are against that Tarbor offense that they have that's um, really pretty good. So we went there a couple of years ago so we can learn how to stop the run. I mean, they're very run heavy. They get a lot of teams in there that run the ball. So we want to try to focus on our defense. All right, guys, we got to tackle. We got to make tackle. We got to fit the holes, like Nate said. All right, we got to make sure we do assignment football. If you got the pitch man, then you got the pitch man. Don't do nobody else's job. Do your job. Because if you do somebody else's job, then you probably, you're the one that probably getting yelled at, not the guy that didn't do the job. So, it's Tarver more like a Playing a three A team, kind of like. I mean, they they don't have the numbers in school wise, but but they're they're they not got, a one A. They got the right? you know they have very big physical guys, yes. so they yeah they they're different than what we see. They might run different scheme, but body wise, and their physical attack that they bring at you, yeah, absolutely, they can compete with anybody with that. Now they might not have the depth. Uh, necessarily that a, a big big school might have, right. uh, but they those guys play football the right way. All right, South Central does not have a Wednesday game, correct? But you're going to go Friday for your scrimmage, right? We've got a I guess if you call it the jamboree, but there's a, a four teams going to get together out at North Pitt, um, and it's a, it's a mixed bag uh, when you do multiple teams. You're not you're not trying to win. You're just trying, like you said, to, to beat yourself, so to speak, to make sure that your football team is ready, but. You also want to have a sense of what they are going to run defensively or offensively, just so your guys have a, a chance to line up properly to what they're going to do offensively. Or, uh, you know, you're, you want your offensive line to have an idea. And, you know, we're blocking by rule, but they also need to, to, to scheme it up and to have a chance. Or you just don't want it to go out there and just be complete chaos because you hadn't had a chance to somewhat game plan them because you want to you want to be successful. And then I always say, you know, at some point we're going to go into a game like scenario. And if you're not able to pick up first downs, you're going to lose reps. You're going to get three reps and then you know move the ball 35 yards and you're not going to get the rep so you need to be successful uh, you want to run as much of your offense as you can to see what's going to work and, and you want to get as many guys out there as you can it's not it's not an NFL situation where you know I know my twos and like the game right. your ones have got to get ready so you've got to get the majority of your reps to your ones but you also have to get a chance to get some of those uh, guys because the next man up has got to be ready to roll so you, you know you want to do a good job of, of scripting who's going to get what kind of reps and that kind of thing so the jamboree is a mixed bag because 
you know, you, you, you play this team for 10 and then you go play this other team. Whereas if you do go against a single team, you can say, hey, coach, can we run that one back again? Or let's do this scenario. Let's set it up. Let's put a man on second, you know, kind of like baseball would do. And you kind of get that with a jamboree. You really don't get that personal touch of, hey, let's let's do something a little bit different, you know, and, and get some more realistic game situations, something that we need to be working on. So it, they've got they've got their, their pluses and minuses, I guess, on, on both situations. As soon as we start having scrimmages, we know the regular season is just around the corner. <laughs> a right. week from this Friday, August the 20th, is the season debut for Touchdown Friday for us and for all the high school football coaches with their first games. Let's take a commercial break. We'll come back. We'll talk more high school football for you coming up after this. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show. Now, back to Brian. Welcome back to the season debut of The Brian Bailey Show. And we're going to talk high school football today. We've got East Carolina football down the pike. East Carolina opening on September the 2nd in Charlotte, North Carolina, against Appalachian State. And that's just around the corner as well. Uh, let's talk a little bit about a, a subject that we talked a lot about last year. And it's still in the back of our minds is the COVID situation. As a coach right now, what kind of precautions do you have to take? And, and how much are you thinking about it right now? I think it's very real in the back of our minds. Um, we we we'd want to do that, but we're not having to follow the same precautions as far as our players wearing masks on the field like we did last spring. Um, we you know any time right now, if anybody were to have some type of fever, or any type of sickness, we err on the side of caution. Right. We don't want to bring anybody with any type of symptoms in because exposure and those timelines are so important. Uh, the boys do a really good job with it in the facility. The scary thing is you don't know who they're around outside of it and close contact they might be somewhere else that they have to quarantine for 10 days and that could still happen at any time and then we're going to start bringing in the factor of we're going to be in the school building in a couple weeks Uh, and if you're in a classroom and something happens there we we could be in that same situation so i think when we get back into school it's going to be definitely something that's more right in front of us what about you guys, Coach Bland? Well, I think um, our kids, because last year the kids made sure that they wasn't around certain people. Like, And you can you, you can count the little guys. You can't make sure you're not around people you're not supposed to. But now it's done got relaxed. Um, it had opened back up. So you know, now you got to talk to your players again. Hey, guys, this COVID issue is serious. I mean, like, it can shut you down for 10 weeks. You don't want to go where you don't you can't play a game for um, two weeks. You want to make sure that you, you're out on the side of caution. Make sure that you're around the people you're supposed to be around, your family, your, your teammates, your coaches, and then when school starts, make sure you're doing everything you have to do. I know it's right now it's optional for us to wear a mask, but you have to do what you have to do to make sure you're able to play in the football game. How about you guys at South Central? Same same scenario. I don't know that this is as prevalent in their minds. When you're walking up every day and these coaches are asking you these questions like we did and there's a, 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 a mask that you're wearing all the time, so it's probably not as prevalent in the front of their mind like, like it was back in the spring, but um, you know, I, I, I guess you would just have to be more cautious. Um, you know, but I, I don't know that that it is, like I said, at the forefront of what they're doing. And 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 you know, we have a few things that we still have to do, but it wasn't like it was in the spring. So um, I guess it's just something we're just going to have to be mindful of. Like I said, we 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 sometimes will do some drills where our JV and varsity will get in the same in, uh, drill, but we we won't we won't do that. You know, we hadn't done it this year, and we won't do it. Uh, 
you know, especially with the way things are kind of going. And um, it's just I, it's just the perception of uh, be careful. Um, and like you said, when, when they're not with us, we're not sure what they're doing. But uh, at least when they're around us, we, you know, it's the same it's the same guys all the time. Yeah, when Bobby quarterback comes up and says, Coach, I got a new girlfriend. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just, I mean, what what can you do? There's there's so many factors. Yeah. There's so many factors with it right now. We just have to trust that they're making those choices. And football means a lot to all these guys. That's why they go through it. And, you know, they do a really good job. Yeah. Uh, they they really do. But some of it's out of our control completely. When you guys get set for a, a, for the first Friday, is the first Friday of the season a little different than the rest of the year? I mean, is, is it is it one of those situations where you still get the butterflies a little bit more so in, in week one? I think you get them every week. I think there's just a little more unknown early because you're still you're starting to factor in special teams and everything else, and you're still figuring out what your identity is in those first weeks. That's what, again, was different about the spring. You know, we jumped right into our conference games. Right. Right now we have our non-conference games, which are still extremely important. But when it comes down to it, our conference games are are a big part of it, and you know, so we have four games to build up to get ready for those. And you know, J.H. Rose and Newbern were playing week one, uh, and then we turned around and played them yeah. right after that. So it was it was back and forth, and you had to be ready week one for all that stuff. And you're still trying to figure. I get we get butterflies and nervous every week. I don't think of that changes on a Friday night. That's part of what's special about Friday night football. My high school coach would never look at you. He always looked at the sky, but he cried during his his speech. And the first week he did it, his daughter was six. I said, I think he's emotional because his daughter's sick. He cried every 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 game for two years. And I was like, and and the last game I cried because I knew that that's the last time I was going to be able to wear those pads. And and it was uh, it was something special. I think that's why I've enjoyed this long run we've had with high school stuff because you never forget those high school days do you no you don't i mean like you guys you got to show the kids that you are a real person i know a lot of the high school kids like all right that's coach Wayne. you know he's a tough guy but you got to show them that you do have some kind of emotion you you care you care about the kids you care about the community that how the well the program runs so you know if you shed a little tear that's all right me so (laughs) what i want to do is like you were saying is i want to get those tears come out of those seniors' eyes after they realize this is the last football yeah. game. I want to put it in a, a bottle of some sort and then be able to give a little bit of that emotion to players <laughs> yeah. before every game because you tell them, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be here and be gone. You've got four years to do this thing, and they don't realize it until yeah. the hindsight. And you're like, guys, I, I tried to get it to you, and you try to get that emotion and that, you know, it's, it's a, the immediacy of what you're doing. Like I said, I'd like to, to bottle up that emotion for that senior, that last game that he's playing, and they're all hugging and they're all crying and, you know, all that kind of thing, and you're just like, like, this is how it needs to be every Friday night, guys, you know. But, uh, you know, uh, that's, it's, it's not like that because they are kids and, they, uh, you know, they don't see it. They're, they're living in the moment right now. They but, think uh, it's going to last forever. It's, 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 it's probably one of the more emotional uh, games. It's, I think it's the, the best team sport that you can get to because there's so many people on it and you got to count on so many people and there's so many different jobs to do and all that kind of stuff. So I just, I, you know, Saturdays and, or in college football and Friday nights and uh, in, in high school football, I just think it's probably one of the more special uh, events going do, on. Do you remember anything from your last high school game as a player? Anything come to mind? Yeah, yeah. we lost. Yeah, we lost. <laughs> Y'all both lost? lost. Did you win? Uh, did not. We lost. Y'all three. all lost your last game? Well, most teams lose we their lose last game. game. Well, well, that's right. We didn't change. make the playoffs, so we won our last game. <laughs> you know, but you never forget those feelings, and that's what makes, I think, anybody that's been as far as they've been in the sport of football up to the highest levels will still never forget those moments oh, they yeah. have in high school football playing with some of their best friends uh, and for the rest of their lives. I know boys I talk to, they, 
that have had some great success, they don't ever forget those special memories. We were playing Oscar Smith, a big rival, and neither one of us made the playoffs. I think we finished like five and three and two ties or some weird record. We didn't have overtime at the time. But we were about at midfield, and they called, a, they called a long pass, and I knew I had to hold this guy off, and this guy was beating me to death the whole game. And so I'm holding him off, holding him off, and I'm like, I'm not going to make it. I grabbed his tail. I grabbed his jersey and just pulled him straight down. And I looked back behind me. I fell down. I looked back. I saw the pass go through the air. I watched it go through. And it right, he hit him in stride, touchdown. And I was like, oh, no, I held. I know it's now. I started looking around for that flag. <laughs> and I didn't see a flag. I was like, yeah, beat your butt, buddy. <laughs> but, yeah, you, and you don't forget stuff like that. You don't that. forget yeah. those moments and what that feels like to have those shoulder pads and helmets on. It, it never leaves you. Yeah, and, you know, and, like, if you play baseball, you, know, you can still play slow-pitch softball, which is similar a little bit. I mean, you get a taste of it. But football, I mean, I when guess it it's flag yeah. football. I told one of our players the other day, he's like, yeah, Coach, these pads are hot, and I said, I will trade this whistle right now for this head on shorter pads. Not in this body. I want, I wanted an 18-year-old body. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I would trade this whistle and this hat right now for a chance to put those pads back on again, and he just kind of laughed at it, but, I mean, he's going to understand it here in, in, a, in a couple months. The worst part, I think my body's better now than it was at 18. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not saying a whole lot either way, is it, Coach Bland? Yeah. My high school coach, seriously, we had, a, we had a reunion about 10 years, 15 years afterwards. My brother played about seven years after I did, so we all went to the reunion. And he came, he called me up. He said, son, he said, you had the least amount of talent of any starter I ever had. And, and I, I said, coach, that's a compliment, right? right? He said, you take it however you want it. Yeah. Coach, coach Blands, I think, still wants to race Michael Allen right now. He thinks he, there's a chance that he might convince him. Can you beat him? In my prime. See, he's, no, he's, he's still pausing. There was, he was hesitant. In my prime. In my prime. In your prime? In my prime. Wow. Yeah. That's 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 good. I saw you sitting with all the Havelock folks the other day. You're not he, he, he's still a Greenville Rose guy, right? Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I thought so. Been here too long not to be a Greenville. Rose I know. Guy. Hey, you have been there a long time. Did a great job with that JV program, and now you're doing a great job as the head coach of the Rams. All right, let's take our final break. We'll come back and then we'll wrap up this edition of the Ryan Bailey Show for you. Coming up after this. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show. Now, back to Brian. All right, welcome back to our show as we wrap things up with the coaches from the Big Carolina 3A4. It's, it's, it's harder to get that thing out right now. we got to get used to that Big yeah. Carolina 3A4. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't think about that when we were naming the league, but, <laughs> but we got it. We'll get it figured out. Before Sounds like we... a sandwich at a restaurant, the Big Carolina. Yeah, the Big Carolina. Because slaw and, and chili. Yeah, because right? I was just joking with those guys a little bit, and then they, they, they jumped on it. But I think it'll, it'll be a good conference. I'll just go around the room and let you guys talk a little bit about your teams going into this 2021 season. Let's start with Andy, too, at South Central High School. What do you look for from your Falcons this year? We've got a, uh, a shake-up, I guess, if you will, at some of the skill positions. Um, I, I think it's going to be an exciting shake-up. We, we're looking at our, an offensive line that has been together now for two to three seasons. We've got two guys that have been playing with us, one of them since the freshman uh, on the varsity, the other one since he was a sophomore. So we're looking uh, for those guys to be doing a great deal. The problem with that is going to be that our offensive line is also our defensive line. You know, We've got 12 kids, like Coach was saying, that are, you're going to play you know, five on one side of the ball and then flip it around, and you're going to be – starting by committee on the defensive side but uh those guys have put a lot of time in the weight room and they've been a lot of time on the varsity so they're uh hopefully that they can, they can be a strong suit you know like you said if you're blocking and tackling well then hopefully you're going to be a little bit successful and then we've got a couple of guys that are that are somewhat unproven on friday nights you know they've got they've got skill they're fast and that kind of thing but as far as 
carrying a team and, and, and making plays. Uh, they haven't been battle-tested, if you will, as far as putting a team or a game or a, or a drive or a series, whatever, on their shoulders. So we're excited about that. We've got our, our quarterback who played six games uh, you know, this spring coming back to us. And uh, that was probably a good thing. The retention has been high as yeah. far as the old stuff. And then so the new wrinkles that you're adding over the summer, you had more time to focus on that because the, the old stuff, the original stuff you're doing is kind of in there already. Uh, but schematically, uh, like Coach said, you know, you're going to try to not necessarily stick to a system, but, you know, call players instead of calling plays. And hopefully they'll work out uh, – that, that'll work out pretty good. So um, it's going to come down to uh, uh, which uh, which South Central team comes out there on the field each Friday night. And I'll tell them that. If if you come out there and play at a high level, you know, you're going to beat anybody that you go up against. But if, if you let something cause you to drop your head or you don't stay together as a team when things get kind of tough, uh, it could be a long Friday night, and that's – Probably the mantra of most every you know of most every coach as far as coaching speak. Keep your head up and stay together, and let's see what happens. And I would say the teams that lost the fewest amount of seniors because of the retention deal, playing in the spring and then coming right back, that's got to be a big advantage. What about J.H. Rose, Coach Bland? Uh, we should um, we we returned a lot of play. We lost you know we lost a quarterback and we lost Kevin Hamilton, our receiver. But I think we gained some um, players from other uh, sports in the school. Um, picked up a good receiver, Montez Green. You know, Michael Allen's coming back. For his final year here, um, you know we got a couple guys that played there last year that are coming back. Uh, we returned none, well, one guy on the offensive line, but we got a core group that's coming that is pretty big. That um, Trace John Matthew does a great job with coaching them up, so I think they'll be ready. On defensive, um, we got a lot of guys returning back from defense that played a lot of football. Maybe not start, but they played a lot of football, and we're gonna count on them guys. I think Lovett, Coach Lovett did a great job at changing the culture of the Rose defense. You know, we used to be known a long time oh, giving up points, but um, he brought in a different, <laughs> different culture. That whole league couldn't play defense for a while there. It wasn't just one team. <laughs> so he brought he brought back that culture. So our kids are very excited about getting there, and making sure we try to hold people under twenty points, and then you know we're in year two of a coach. King offense in year one was great, and I think that um, it should be a little bit better this year because everybody got a full year under what 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 type of coach he is, how he runs his scheme and stuff. So I think it's going to be pretty exciting for us to get out there and get back on the field. So I think we just got to learn how to be able to. I think last year as we kept winning, I think we got satisfied with just winning, winning instead of being a hey, guy. If you if if you're a great football team, then when you play a game, then you be a great football team, and then you win like you're, you're supposed to, and don't play down to uh, other team level. And the thing we're trying to incorporate that in practice, hey guy, we got to play. If we if we score forty something points a game, then we need to practice like we score forty points a game. And on defense, we start we gonna help people on the twenty. Let's hold people on the twenty as we practice. So we're trying to get that aspect, and then I think we'll be all right this season. All right, DH Conley. You know, we we don't have a huge senior class this year, but I'm excited about the boys we got, and uh, there's some really good ones in that. We got some some guys that are going to step up that they've waited their turn as seniors as well, uh, worked really hard, and I think they're going to do a good job. Two guys that come to my mind are going to play some for us on the offensive and defensive line are, are Jamal Trochet and uh, Jannard Cannon, and he is a those guys have been working hard and been very committed to our program. I'm excited to see, and a lot of our success well defensively will have to be what they do on the defensive line uh and then on the offensive line side uh you know they're going to have to do a good job and then another senior who i think is going to step up is uh justin foreman who had a little bit of an interesting spring 
uh, with some things he had to deal with injury-wise and everything else, but he finished strong, uh, and he had a great track season, and he is an explosive young man. I think he's going to be become a name that can do some special things, uh, as well as our quarterback, Bryce Jackson, who's coming back, like Coach said, was able to play in all those games we got to. The, the retention is quick, so he, he or it's a short turnaround, so he retained a lot of that information and is building on top of that, and you know he's done a great job for us as well, and he's you know I'm excited to see what he's going to have the opportunity to do. One of the cool things about you know high school football in this area is everybody wants to beat everybody, but everybody's pretty good friends with everybody. Absolutely. I mean, you guys you know coming in here, I mean I've had coaches before that well if you're having him, I'm not coming. <laughs> you know I, I don't get along with that guy, but for the most part, most most that that's how it goes. And, and you've got I was joking with Coach Connor that I used to be the young guy and have all the you know the Clay Jordans and all the guys <laughs> like that around you know doing stuff and interviewing them, and now I'm the old guy, but it's just refreshing to see because South, South Central wants to beat Conley, South Central wants to beat Rose. I mean, Rose wants to beat these guys too. And now you guys know that you have your county rivals. Now you got your conference rivals and really good teams everywhere you look in this league. So it's it's going to be a uh, just a. I can't wait to get football started. And I think week in and week out, you're going to see you know a, a Jacksonville versus you know JH Rose or a Havelock versus Conley or a South Central versus Newburn. I mean, and they, and you're going to look at the games and you're going to think, man, that's a key game because if this team wins, that shakes everything up. And I, I would think, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, I don't see anybody going undefeated in the conference all year. It's going to be it's going to be a tough road to be able to do that. Yeah. yeah. And if you are able to do that, then you are really set for the playoff. I mean, then you are battle tested. You uh, you know what you know what it takes to win because you got so many great teams in the conference. So you should have a a decent road to get to the state championship. So if you can able to pull it out, but it's like somebody said before, it's like the SEC. Um, you know, it's tough to win in the SEC. That's right. Hey, you got every every game's gonna be a challenge, and um, if you can out coach them and out play them, then you had a, a good opportunity to win. Well, thank you guys for coming on with me to kick off a brand new season. Andy Two from South Central, Will Bland from JH Rose, Nate Connor from DH Conley. That's our first show for the year. We got a great year planned for you here on the Brian Bailey Show. We'll see you back here next week. This has been the Brian Bailey Show, brought to you by. Angus Grill, Bostick Sun Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grady, Greenville Auto World, Papa John's, Pepsi, Seared Chop House, Tap Tap and Hagler, Tiebreakers, BMS Builders, and The Rick House. Join us next time for another edition of The Brian Bailey Show, exclusively on Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. <laughs>